SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. From Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Anderson takes it away from him, chips it past Ruda. He's got Caulfield in front. And the Zimri play, Caulfield, Anderson scores! Josh Anderson extends the series. Canadians stay alive, and the riddle be. So we have more hockey is what you're telling me. We get another hockey game out of the deal. Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. We hope you all had an incredible holiday weekend. This is going to be one of those weeks, Stevie, where it's what day is it? <laughs> yeah. When you get, the, you get the holiday and God only knows. I, I'm with you, Brian, but we work you know, 24-7 as it is. And, and now you throw a holiday in there. I have no idea what day or what time it is. All right. He's back. want to thank JP, who produced the shows for us last week. I got to tell you, our pal Chris Bavona was, he was sorely missed. We just missed interacting with him. I will tell you, Chris, uh, you do a lot of work with JP. want to thank him. He did a great job, bud. But I hope you had a wonderful vacation. It was an excellent vacation. Uh, it was in Palm Springs, which basically to me is kind of like Las Vegas without the lights and the gambling. Well, there there's two casinos in uh, in that area, but other than that, um, it's just a giant desert. But I loved it. I loved every second of it. I had a good time. So, so did Frank. Frank loved it there, dude. <laughs> dude, so much. I mean, actually, not as much like love for um, Sinatra. As say, like there's the the Forever Maryland statue there, and that was really cool. Um, but it was, I mean, I the way I put it is just like it was just so laid back and just kind of nice. Granted, it was like 106 degrees and you could feel it hot, but oh, it was it's just so, so great. Good for you, man. You deserve it. Kick your feet back. Now, listen, I'll take care of a couple of big sports notes here. Vinny Maliula is going to join us in the next uh, couple of segments. Chuck Esposito is going to check in from Sunset Station. Hour number two, Tony Neville's coming in studio. So we got a great way to jumpstart the brand-new shortened week. But the big news, the Canadians extend the series. They win in overtime. Tampa threw the sink at them early. Montreal hung around. Kucherov had a great chance to win and hit the post with two minutes to go, or that was all she wrote. Then they kill a two-minute, I'm sorry, a double minor, three minutes of minutes of it on fresh ice, and then score to extend the series. My thing, Stevie, I'm really concerned. 
How do they play this game Wednesday? Hurricane Elsa, if it's a hurricane or a tropical storm, whatever it ends up being, it's going to be going through Tampa Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. And it may just be a rain event and not a hurricane per se. But if there's local flooding or debris or what, there's no fans there. I've not heard one person say they may have to move this game back a day. Maybe I'm, you know, I'm being chicken little, but I'd be at least leery of that. I haven't heard that either, but uh, I, I think you're right. Uh, we got a baseball game postponed. They're, they're going to try and play a doubleheader today. So uh, I, I think there's every possibility that, uh, that the game could be pushed back a day or two. I, I see that as being a possibility. Hopefully, um, as, as you said uh, just there, that it's, it's just a rain event and nothing more. But, again, we, we know what happens in Florida in the summertime. All right. And then the NBA. Phoenix 5.5, totals 219.5. What's the update on Giannis? Oh, it's back and forth. So late last night, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Bucks themselves, the official uh, Twitter sent out that he was doubtful for tonight's game. And now, just within the last hour, they've reversed that and gone back to questionable. So I don't know what they're doing, but, uh, but he is now a game-time decision. Well, this is a perfect example. Later in the week, I know one thing we're planning on doing with, is to have a discussion on injuries, compiling the information, and how the industry's changed. And that's what you've done for a lot of years. And we'll do that later in the week. And I think it's an interesting discussion. And then we got to talk about, real quick, and we can dive into it more. But my God, how sad. Matisse Kivleniks, the goaltender for the Blue Jackets, fireworks. Honestly, nothing good comes from fireworks. It's fun to watch them. Let the professionals do it. And yeah. How sad is this? Uh, it, it's really sad. I... I... Our, our friend Eric O'Leary sent me a text uh, right after it happened, let, let me know, and I, and I just I don't know what to say. I, there, there aren't words for that. I, I just I feel so bad for his family and friends. And he was beloved by his teammates, and he was in their plans. I mean, he was an up-and-coming prospect. And hockey, there's going to be a lot of moving and shaking going on, and the, the Blue Jackets on the ice have to deal with that, but... I mean, their well, players in the organization. I mean, the kid was loved. He was only 24, Brian. 24 years old. Man, that's sad. All right. We are excited for a lot of cool sporting events to come. And we always love the opportunity to chat with our pal Vinny Maliulo, legendary bookmaker here in Las Vegas. He will join us in our next segment. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Chris Bavone is back in the saddle. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 204, Sports Good Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204.
right, back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot. One of our favorite segments of the week. We have many, but this one's near the top of the list. It's right up there. He's our pal, Vinny Maliolo at Vicin Vinny. He's a great follow on Twitter. He is a legendary odds maker, bookmaker here in Las Vegas. Was here on the ground floor, really, when it took off and it all started. You come in from out of town. I got a funny feeling you might bump into Vinny over at the South Point where he's still hanging around with the legends of the industry, uh, a.k.a. Michael Gaughan and Jimmy Vaccaro. Those are, that's pretty good company to keep. What do you say? Yeah, buddy, that's uh, quite a buildup. Yeah, uh, and uh, director Chrissy Andrews, uh, we spend probably as much time reminiscing as we do uh, making prices. <laughs> always a lot of fun, Brian. Good to be with you, you and Stevie, always. It's always a treat, Vin. Oh, the old stories, Vin. I, you know, it's funny. You know, certain sporting events come up or certain things happen. I'm sure you guys look and go, boy, you're, that reminds me. Remember, remember this? I mean, you guys are probably telling old stories all day long. You know, we, we go to lunch uh, several times a week and uh, try to play cards, uh, you know, maybe once every month or so. And inevitably, there's a lot more storytelling than there is, you know, keep, keeping up with current trends and everything. I mean, you know, you know the current trends and you do it, but yeah, you, you, but you try to but, but reminisce and also you, you kind of go through stuff that worked then, still works now, but obviously adjustments have to be made too, to, but it's always good to to, to reminisce and catch up and, and reflect on, oh my God, characters and episodes and uh, from the past. It's just, <laughs> and you know, I'm, but here's the thing, you know, one of these days we're going to be reminiscing about this summer, which is probably the busiest summer that, that we can remember given the schedule's extension, right? I mean, even though the NBA season uh, was compressed and the NHL season were compressed, the regular seasons, so let's remember this, typically they're done by now. But we've got another, well, we've got at least one more hockey game. Well, we're going to get the first game of the NBA Finals tonight. you got this. You, you got the, the terrific Euro 2020 tournament. Uh, get the British Open coming, which up, comes up every year, but uh, and of course uh, baseball on a daily basis. So the busiest summer that we can remember, just given the, the way the schedules played out uh, as a result of uh, what's transpired. Has it been uh, reflected in the? In the has it been reflected in the betting handle, Vin? On top of it, people yeah. starved for what happened last year, and everybody, you know, kind of. Thrilled to get outside and get out and about. I mean, is the handle reflecting the extra sports? Yeah, when you when you look right at the uh, the gaming numbers, which get published every month, you can see that the handle is up. Uh, you know, the revenue's been good for the for the properties too. But there's a lot of participation uh, for people. And all you got to do, if you were about out and about this weekend, whether you were on the strip. Uh, or right at the heart of the resort corridor, or you went out uh, south, uh, out, the, out to the South Point. You were downtown. I mean, you, you couldn't help but notice just how how busy it was, right? I mean, and and, and always the gauge, right, is that uh, the traffic at the airport, and then when you look north and south on Interstate 15, how busy it was. So I think all indications are that it was a, a terrific Fourth of July weekend, and it's it's been reflected in the handle, right? Because it's not just baseball, right? Typically, right now we're just focused on baseball and people betting on, on uh, football futures, but not the case now. Uh, of course, they're betting on baseball, and they're betting on uh, on football futures in week one and uh, regular season wins, et cetera. But 
Uh, you got a, you know, and, we got, and listen, we got a, the, they got a good U, an entertaining UFC card this this uh, this Saturday, uh, and then uh, the, you know we've got another, uh, we've got uh, a heavyweight bout coming up as well. So it's, I got to tell you, it's uh, it's been a pleasant surprise uh, with everybody's response to to all the uh, the variety that we've got going on. Oh, by the way, the Olympics are are coming up too, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be able to post some Olympic events. The UFC has been fantastic every Saturday, Vin, so I know that that's bringing in some uh, wagering action for you guys. But this baseball season kind of unique, too. It feels like the haves and the have-nots. Half the, half the teams in Major League Baseball are on winning streaks, and the other half are on losing streaks. So you've got teams you can bet on, teams you can fade. Your boys, the, the New York Mets, in first place on July 4th. That's a good omen. By the way, today is uh, Goose Godge's 70th birthday. But, but I think there's a, <laughs> you're, you're getting a lot of handle on Major League Baseball just because of the way the teams are playing this year, right? Well, yeah, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, baseball's very streaky, right? And you know, The Dodgers had their nine-game winning streak snapped. It's always been a Dodger town. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, betting against the Cubs has been pretty profitable for the last week and a half. And, uh so folks do pay attention to two streaks, but I think when you add to 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 the fact that with baseball this year, that there have been some some surprises, right? I mean, some surprises to the good. Well, case in point, the Red Sox, the San Francisco Giants have been a a, a big surprise in in the National League West. Everybody thought it was going to be a two team race with the Dodgers and Padres, but now it's a obviously a three team race with the Giants and what they've done so far. Uh, Mets have been a good story. We figured to be a bit more competitive in the East. I think it will get there. I think some teams will turn it around. And, of course, the Mets have plenty of injuries. It's going to be interesting to see how teams like the Mets and the Yankees to the other side, right? They're a surprise uh, going the other way. I think uh, there's going to have to be some decisions made uh, with the Yankees coming up in the next few weeks because right after the All-Star game, they've got some critical series, so a bunch of games with the Red Sox, and uh, the Astros and Tampa Bay. So you're gonna, we're going to find out about uh, if the Yankees can get out of out of their out of their mire. Uh, but it's uh, it's been a pleasant break. Milwaukee has been a, a, a surprise as well. So the surprises add to uh, the you know when you when you factor in the streakiness of baseball as well, they've added to the handle there. And the individuals in baseball, Vinny, quite the stars. Vladdy Guerrero quietly going about his business. Twenty-seven home runs with Toronto slash Buffalo, but the two big guys, Otani with 31 home runs is like must-see TV when he's at the plate, and Tatis in San Diego in the field and at the plate. Um, some yeah. great stars making some noise. Well, you, and you, you got to love those marquee names, right? And we're going to see Otani, uh, uh, you know, Joe Madden is encouraging uh, him to to pitch and hit in the All Star game, which I think is going to be a real a, a, a treat for fans to see. You mentioned Tatis, and what a what a personality too, right? The guys guys fun to watch. Uh, people, you know, you got to see you see him interact with the fans between innings and when the on deck circle and things like that. So and Guerrero, yeah. So the stars are are shining, and it's going to make for a, a very entertaining All Star break, and then post All Star. Uh, uh, game, we're going to see who's going to be buyers, who's going to be sellers, and how teams adjust and uh, and head down the stretch. I'll tell you that NL West, uh, the Padres slipped back just a touch, but I think they're in it for the long haul. But boy, talk about turning the clock back with the Giants and Dodgers. That that one looks like it's going down to the final weekend. You know, it, you, 
it doesn't matter where they are in the standings, it seems, right? It's just that, you know, that and that rivalry, we'll date ourselves, Brian. I mean, that rivalry goes back to our, our dads, uh, you know, when, when both teams were in, in New York. Uh, of course, the Dodgers played their last game in New York in 1957, and then the Giants the following year. They had a rivalry there, and now they've uh, and they've continued it through the decades, and they're still they're still battling it out. It's always it's always exciting, and always creates action at the betting counter. It's funny that rivalry after the move, it still had great memories when we were kids, right? When we were real young, where you had Drysdale and Koufax, and they had Marichal and McCovey. I mean, that rivalry and yeah. Willie Mays. That rivalry when they when they first moved was good too. Well, you yeah, know, it's, it's, it's funny, and and the, and the rivalry carried over even when they left. And I, I remember as a kid, you know, because if you lived in New York, there were three teams, obviously. But you were an American League, you were a Yankee fan, or you were a National League fan, uh, <laughs> with, either the Giants or the Dodgers. And you know, it's it, and when the Mets were born in uh, 1962, I got a hard break know. here, Vin. I'm Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, we'll, we'll, well, we'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back and revisit these memories with Vinny Maliulo on Vegas Sports Radio. Lost in a sea of stats, averages, and injury reports? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's good to have Chris Bavona back. We went to break talking about the Dodgers and Giants rivalry during the break. That's the beauty of these shows, Stevie. Doesn't matter. We're on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Series 204, if we're in studio here locally in Vegas. The show continues during the commercial, and we were talking about the Dodgers and Giants with Vinny Maliulo, who's our guest at Vicent Vinny on Twitter. And... We just had a good old chat continuing. We had to take a break, but we'll we'll come back with it, Vin. You know, we remember the, you know, the, when they were in New York and the bitter feelings when they bolted for the West Coast. But we were just talking about when they made the initial move. Some of the great names that were out there: Maury Wills, Frank Howard, uh, Wes yeah. Parker, and you know the Giants with McCovey, Mays. I remember Juan Marshall. Remember the Johnny Roseboro thing? My God, yeah. When they had, the, he went after him with a bat. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, it was, and I, you know, certainly you, you had the passion transfer from you know our parents and grandparents, and you know when the Mets were born in '62, and uh, everybody who was a Giant fan, uh, you know, they were National Leaguers. Uh, we were a Giant fan or, or or a Dodger fan. You became Met fans because you wanted to root against the Yankees. You couldn't bring yourself to root for the Yankees. And uh, as Stevie pointed out on the, on the break too, we were chatting. Uh, the, the Met colors are Dodger blue and and giant orange, and that's uh, that's how they got their uh, that's how they got their color scheme. And so, uh, but hey, it was uh, it's, it was it was fun too. And uh, of course, the big game then. Now they have interleague game, but the big game was the Mayor's Trophy game. I remember that when uh, 
when we were kids and you thought that was like the greatest game of the year. Uh, but uh, it's good to see the Dodgers and the Giants uh, in their and their rivalry continues. And then when they're both relevant as they are with the Padres in the Western Division, then it adds uh, uh, to not only the interest, but certainly uh, here in Las Vegas, the betting action as well. All right, Vinny, let's go to the finals in the NBA. Phoenix, five-and-a-half, six-point favorites. Looks like a little little dough coming in on the Suns. Totals 219-and-a-half, seeing a 220 on the board, a couple of them. Yeah. But now we get the uncertainty with Giannis. Is he in? Is he out? And Stevie was – what was the update, Stevie? Yeah, so game-time decision now. But late last night, the, the Milwaukee Bucks sent out that he was doubtful. Doubtful for game one late last night. And then just within the last hour, hour and a half – they, they upgraded him to questionable again. So he's a game-time decision. I don't know what Milwaukee's doing with that, but that's where we are right now. Well, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, so uh, questionable, then doubtful, and now upgraded <laughs> to questionable again, game-time decision. So that's why the game went from six down to five and a half. Uh, 220, 219. Uh, not a shock, I don't think, that this, this total's being bet up. You know, you don't necessarily pay – I've I used use the regular season matchups probably about 20%, but the perception, too, by folks is that, uh, you know, they, they want to root for points with these two teams. And so, uh, you know, South Point opened the game 17, and now it's up to 220. But, that, that again, that's not a surprise, right, because the casual fans are like, hey, listen, give me the Suns and over or give me the Bucks and over, and they like to root for points. So I suspect that if, if Giannis doesn't go, then this game get, not only gets back to six, it may even go through it. Uh, but if he is a go, then uh, there's going to be some some more support for the Bucks. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a, it's a fun. Ter- you know, one of the questions we get asked too a lot is with the Lakers not being in it and a, a matchup that folks were hoping for initially uh, between the let's say the Lakers and the Nets that didn't happen. Does it diminish the betting interest? And the answer is no. I got to be honest with you guys. There's still a lot of interest. The Suns have really caught fire in terms of betting. Uh, in terms of viewer support and betting interest in the last couple of months, and uh, there were quite a few tickets on them to win the Western Conference, and uh, those tickets cash. So tip our caps to to the folks that had those uh, those futures. But uh, a Bucks Suns matchup here it really doesn't diminish. I'm, I you know I, I would say that probably the Nets Lakers might have been a lot. Uh, or somewhat more, but I don't think it'll be that much more, to be honest with you. But uh, I don't think we're going to be disappointed with the handle on this uh, on these finals, especially if Giannis can find a way to go. You know, the funny thing is, Vin, with Giannis on the fence, we got it right last week. We talked about this on the show leading into the games, and they did both go over. The games that Giannis is out, you're like, oh, Giannis is out, and the total came down. And we're sitting here going, well, wait a minute. That means he's not in there, which means the opposition's going to be able to penetrate, maybe get some better looks offensively. And, oh, by the way, his foul shooting is nothing to write home about. And both games went over the total. And I think now we're seeing the same kind of thing. Oh, he may play and the total's going up. But if he does play, Vinny, he may bog things down if he's not 100%. Well, yeah, it's just it, Brian. But listen, these teams shoot well. I mean, you see it. You see the the, uh, the perimeter game and the interior game, uh, particularly by by the Suns uh, with Aiton on the inside. And look what Lopez has done, uh, you know, in Giannis' absence, right? So, 
Yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not shocked by the fact that uh, you know we we, we I thought we opened it higher, which which we did. Chrissy opened it higher outside point, but as did a lot of folks. But it's not it's not stop throwing anybody down. Anybody looking to bet it under is probably going to wait till tip off, or at least certainly a uh, uh, an announcement on, on Giannis. But the fact that uh, you know the scheme is uh, is going higher and higher right now doesn't uh, doesn't really surprise me. And the beauty of this, obviously. The odds makers only limited by their creativity. There are numerous props that are out there. I mean, over at the Superbook, Jay Cornegay and um, Jeff Sherman and the guys, they got Middleton projected 24.5 points. All kinds of props, Vinny, all around the valley for this game. Yeah, well, you want to take advantage of it, right, Brian? Especially in the finals, and, and folks enjoy that too. So you, you, you get your... You know, your, let's say your average fan wants to bet a couple of hundred on the game. Uh, that's great, but they'll take... An extra fifty or a hundred, and and they'll find anywhere from three to five prop bets too. You know, games within the game to increase their interest. And and if the game does to, is a blowout, well, those props are not necessarily a foregone conclusion until until uh, the end of the game. And that, you know, so you borrow a page from the Super Bowl, especially, right? I mean, you're not going to have as many for the NBA Finals, but you can always fit a sheet uh, worth of props a dozen or a couple of dozen you said you know we're kind of only limited by our own creativity uh but listen folks uh, folks enjoy betting on individual player props and uh, they continue to grow in popularity and, I, and that's not going to change and we'll continue to do that we've done it in the stanley cup finals as well and it's worked out real well with the uh, betting interest Vinny joins us most tuesdays at this time which is a treat for us and fortunate for us because I wouldn't have even tried to say, hey, Vin, what are you doing? At, you know, like, could you want to come on in the second hour today? Italy's, even, playing, even, Italy, Italy's playing Spain today. He wasn't even going to answer the phone. That's right. I'm out, I'm out of pocket in about, from, in about another 27 minutes. All right. Just, uh, just so you know. No, the Euro has been, I have to tell you, the yeah. Euro has been a terrific uh, addition to the betting menu because the games have been early and today uh, at noon you mentioned uh, in Spain and Italy uh, the winner will face the winner of tomorrow's Denmark and England game uh, which is also at noon Pacific and it sets up so well because now you've got uh, day action and uh, you know folks will get right into into the baseball for the day and oh by the way the M- NBA Finals and uh, and then the NHL final game five coming up as well. So uh, I could tell you what uh, we knew that Euro 2020 would have some interest. We've seen soccer handle grow here in Las Vegas, uh, but the the fact that it's on TV and the timing of it is perfect for those of us here in the West Coast. So uh, I got to tell you, it's been it's been a great addition. Vinny, I don't know that other people will, you know, take the approach that I plan on doing but i will say with the pandemic last year i got into the mls playoffs and i talked about it and then i didn't do it and now the euro's been great i've been involved every day tonight i mean you got copa america with argentina and colombia i'm going to be involved in that and see if we keep tabs on that but i i think Vinny, that this euro event I think it could generate new soccer fans. And, I, I, you know, here in the States, we know there's a lot of catching up to do. 
It's just me with the amount of hours that there are in a day, but I'm going to start paying attention to the Premier League. I, I really, really have enjoyed the soccer this past year. Oh, the pandemic definitely uh, added to it, Brian, because there was a time when it was the, the only major sport, right? UFC was available and, in, and when golf came back. But I have to tell you, um, and that's why the, the soccer menu is, is even bigger and has been bigger in the last year than in previous years because outside of this, you know, we offered the, uh, you know, La Liga and Serie A and, and the various international leagues. So uh, the fact of the matter is, that um, you know, we we saw the response by the by the public created new fans. There's no question it about it. it. There's there's no doubt and about again, it. it. The did. timing of it, uh, the timing of the games, really sets up the betting menu uh, nicely. That helps. We got about 40 seconds, Van. Our friends at Oasis, 49.55 South Decatur. You're coming in from out of town, and you want something a little different if you want to get off the strip. Check out Oasis. You might see Vinny there, some of the sports book directors around town. The food, the drink, the banquet room, the kitchen's open 24-7. The great gaming promotions for the locals. And if you come from out of, in that, from out of town, you hit a four of a kind, you get your name in the hopper for the $5,000 cashback. We love that joint, Vin, and we have a date, man. We're going to be over there for the British Open. Can't wait. Yep, the 18th. Brian Blessing. Oh, his tab is open now, folks. <laughs> uh, get in there early on the 18th, uh, even before the sun comes up. And, He's the uh, man. Watch the, uh, the final uh, final round. <laughs> Vinny Maliulo, Ed Vincent Vinny on Twitter. Thank you, Vin. We're coming Always right back to, to Vegas. Keep it right here. Some artists work in sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio on a Tuesday. I got it right. <laughs> I got it right. Uh, no, believe me. I mean, when you get that holiday Monday, oh. It's a mess the rest oh, of the week. I've, I've, That's a good start for me to get it right right out of the gate. That was fantastic, Brian. Thank I, you. I, I I'm proud what, of myself. I don't know what day it is, what time it is. I'm surprised I know your name. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Glad to be with you. Sirius 204 Sports Grid Radio Network. Hour number two, our bud Tony Neville from Treasure Island will be joining us in studio, which will be great fun. But right now, want to run over to Sunset Station where Chuck Esposito is kind enough to join us today. We love doing our remotes there on Fridays. And... We want to turn our attention to the hockey, Chuck. Montreal stayed alive last night. Tampa threw the sink at him. You know what? Montreal found a way to win that game. They killed the double minor in overtime. Kucherov almost won it in regulation. Anderson gets the first and the last goal. And Montreal's still breathing. So good on them, buddy. We're hockey fans. We get another game. We absolutely do. I mean, I, I think it's great. Just, you know, to see them win one game for their, for their fan base. And we know what a tremendous fan base they have. Um, it was good for our side of the counter. I mean, they clearly played the lightning, lightning on the puck line, and, and over in that game. So overall, it was a it was a good result for us. 
Um, but I'm glad we're still playing. And, uh, you know, hats off to, to Montreal coming away with a victory in that game. And we'll see what ultimately happens in game five. Were either of you guys surprised that Patrick Waugh showed up? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, me a little too. Bit. I, I, that was I, a big deal. I, I thought that that bridge had been burned. Yeah, yeah I think finally mend the fence. Yeah, I think you're you're in the Stanley Cup Finals, and you're the last Canadian team to have won it. Um, you know, tw- was it 2019? I can't remember 93. the year. Right? 1993 when Wall won it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it made sense. I mean, it, it's so important, I think, to well, – we saw that happen with Chicago where, you know, it was a long time before guys like, like Bobby Hall and, and Tony Esposito and, and those guys were brought back and – once they became relevant again, you, you saw those fences mended. And I think it's definitely the right call with, with Patrick Wada to have him there and, and just kind of add to the excitement and the support for the team that's done so well this year. You know, I mean, there's an element, honestly, of closure. And, like, for the individual, it obviously ended very poorly, but clearly completely different regimes now. To get that honor and reward from the fans that the meat of his career was – you know, he played. And then I think it's it's just a good thing. And time heals some wounds. That's a good thing. Yeah, I do too. I mean, you know, you talk when you talk about the phenomenal goalies or the best goalies in the history of the game. I mean, he he is right at the top on a very very short list. So um, I'm glad to see him. Uh, you know, that he was there last night. It's all quiet around here. People are like in denial, acting like they don't want to talk about it. But I got news for you. Yeah, the Canadians beat Vegas for starters, and oh by the way, then they get Suzuki for another decade. Honest to God, Chuck, Suzuki is getting better with every game. He looks like a star on the horizon. Well, that's part of it, though. Be anytime that you you give up some young, talented players um, who you drafted really high to get that veteran player. And, I mean, Pacioretty's been great. I mean, he had a phenomenal season, and he was one of the reasons we had so much success. But you look at uh, Suzuki, and you're right. He's going to be in the league for a very long time. And with Cole Caulfield and some of the other young players they have on that team, they've got a very talented young nucleus to move forward with. And some and some veterans in there uh, that, that are, you know, that good to have in the locker room. Right, Chuck? So it's a nice mix in Montreal. Oh, it definitely is. When you've got Perry and, and Toffoli and, and Weber there, it is a really nice mix. But I, I love their young superstars. When you look at the way that, that Caulfield and, and uh, Suzuki play, you can just tell that these guys are getting better every game, as Brian alluded to, that they are going to be the future faces of that team. And for a historic franchise and an original six, those two kids are really, really talented. Bottom line is Montreal found a way to win a game. A game, I mean, you could say, you know, they should have won a game earlier in the series. They didn't win. Tampa should have won that game last night. Let's just give credit where credit is due. Chuck, Tampa Bay, I mean, right on down the line, that third and fourth line, and a guy like Maroon is just built for the playoffs. They just come at you in waves, and, man, are they tough along the wall. It seemed like Tampa was winning almost every stick battle, Every four-check battle, Montreal won the game, but you could just see what Tampa Bay is capable of. 
Oh, I mean, guys, they're just so big and strong and talented. You're absolutely right. Every puck battle, it just seemed like Montreal just couldn't make that second or third pass that they needed to make, that they were just swarmed by that Tampa defense. And um, it is great that they found a way to win. I thought Terry Price had some, some big-time stops in that game that, you know, as we all like to say, remember that stop. Um, and, and it happened a few times with Carey Price. But this Tampa team is just so talented on both ends that uh, they make it difficult. I mean, when you're that good defensively and then you've got a guy like Vasilevsky who's so big and takes up so much room in the crease, it's awfully tough to get a goal past him. And those playoff bodies that, that, that Brian talks about, Hedman, uh, Kucherov, and what a maroon. That power play. You want, I mean, you watch how bad the Vegas power play was? You watch Tampa's power play? It's amazing how they're able to get the puck down low into the high slot, work it around like it's on a string. That power play is unbelievable. That's got to be, you know, fundamentals, guys. It's got to be something that, that's taught and worked on. And I mean, you look at Vegas and, and how much talent they have on the offensive side and how many guys can put the puck in the back of the net. For them to be that porous, I mean, there's there's something wrong there. I mean, from a talent the side of it, they should be so much better on the the PP. Chuck, no one's talking about this. I mean, I'm a box of rocks, but it's like, you know, the week before the outdoor game in Lake Tahoe, Cam Stewart and I were talking. We're like, let me get this right: sun and ice. Like, that's not a good combination. <laughs> And, of course, they ended up playing in slush. No one's talking about this storm that's going to be going through Tampa Bay Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. It looks like it's going to be not a full-fledged hurricane, but a significant rain event. Well, they're playing in front of a full house. I mean, what if traveling around the Tampa Bay area is tough for the fans? I honestly, I, it's not going to shock me in the least if this game gets moved to Thursday. But I haven't heard one person even mention that. I actually have. Be I mean, we've looked at it from the um, the the bookmaking side of it, and you know, looked at our house rules. And unfortunately, if the game does get uh, postponed or moved, uh, all bets will be a refund, and we'll have to. Uh, uh, you have to rebet the game. So we have. I mean, we definitely have from our side of it. And I, I've heard it now start to be touched on a little bit that it's becoming more and more probable that uh, that could occur. So um, it wasn't talked about much yesterday or the day before, but I think it is being talked about now a little bit. And I know, from again, from our side of the counter, we're definitely looking at it. Yeah, got to keep tabs on all that stuff. It's been a fun hockey season. They found a way to get through this. And... Chuck, the next three weeks, well, once the silver shiny thing's dished out, oh my goodness, look out. This is going to be a crazy three weeks, maybe even before we get to the Seattle expansion draft. I, I do believe teams will make some deals just to prevent losing guys to Seattle. Then right after Seattle, there are going to be a lot more moves. And then draft day, I think we're talking blockbuster city across the board. I think there could be a number of just monster trades. Oh, I do too, B. I mean, taking away, you know, kind of the rumblings we've heard about Vegas and what ultimately happens between Leonard and Fleury and, you know, are they in, uh, on Eichel? And Eichel, I think, is the big name out there that I, I do think he's going to get moved. Um, I, I know it's probably something that 
you don't want to hear. And, you know, just as a, as a hockey fan, I would have loved to have seen him be that, you know, he is a generational type player, be that guy to take Buffalo back to the promised land and, and lead that franchise. But I think he'll get moved. You've got big-time defensive players in Seth Jones and Dougie Hamilton, both guys that, you know, have been in the Norris discussion before. Um, there's going to be a lot of movement out there. And I couldn't agree with you more. I think right before the draft and right after the draft, you're going to see it. The Hawks are rumored to be moving Duncan Keith maybe to Edmonton after, the, after Seattle's expansion draft. So you're going to see some big names change, change, change teams for sure this year, I think, in the offseason. Well, buddy, I've come to grips with it, and now I'm like, well, let's, let's see what the home run is coming back, and it better be a home run. There's a new one that got into the hopper. I heard this, and I'd be drooling over it because I know I talked about it. So, boy, if there was one guy offer sheet that I could get my meat hooks on, it would be Kachuk out of Calgary. And all of a sudden, there's rumblings about that. Uh, Eichel maybe to Cal. You know, it's like you, you take rumors with a grain of salt. But, boy, if, if there was something that brought Kachuk in, I'd be all for it. And if you got him, then I'm lining up to get his brother. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. I think that's a big piece of it, buddy. If you can get something back, um, you know, uh, that makes such a difference. that You know, it kind of softens the blow a little bit. But you're talking about the second overall pick in the draft and a kid that has so much talent. He's only 24 years old. He's going to demand a, you know, a $10 million deal. Um, so if you're going to get him, you're going to have to give up something. And I've heard Calgary's name mentioned a lot now in the mix. Also, Kaprizov for Minnesota. There, yeah, what's there going seems, on there? There seems to be that. Now, they're talking, and you got to believe Garen wants to get that done somehow. But, but if that hits a snag, you know, someone can offer him an offer sheet. The funny thing is with this stuff, well, Chuck, I mean, is when you the big contract, when you go and get the balloon contracts, boy, you better get it right. Because if you're wrong, good luck moving it, and it can drive you off a cliff. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we're looking at Florida right now with how much money they have. Uh, I mean, I think he's, what, 9 or $10 million for Bobrovsky? And you've got a, you know, a young, talented goaltender there um, who you know, will probably be the starter. Um, I think that's a big piece of it, guys, that you know, even Cam McCarr, I think he's up for a, you know, somebody could offer him a, a big offer sheet. It's kind of that old boys rule, though, in, in the NHL, and it just doesn't happen much. It's more to get kind of the gauge and, and see where you're at. It's not like you see in, in football and basketball, baseball and basketball where there's so much big-name movement um, on those offer sheets. You just don't see it as much in the NHL. No, you don't. But you, it's a business, and you think about all the money these organizations have lost. Believe me, the players, Tampa Bay, they wanted to get it over with. They've been playing so much hockey, the bubble last year. They're only going to get six, seven, eight weeks off when it's all said and done with the late ending and the early start or the start next year in October. But believe me, the organization's doing a car wheel. That's like a five, six million dollar payday for them to have that in their home game. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. You know, I think, being just looking at the league as a whole, I think you're going to see a lot of movement with Toronto, too. They're so top-heavy and, and geared so much toward the offense that I think they need to be more balanced. So I think that's another team. I think Minnesota with Kaprizov, as, as Stevie said, I think they've got a lot invested in that young defensive core that they may have to do some wheeling and dealing. So there's a lot going on, but uh, that's what makes it fun. I think with the hard cap, it makes hockey so much in, so much more interesting, and usually you have about a 50% turnover every year uh, heading into the postseason. We love it, Chuck. Always a pleasure. Thank you for doing this. If you're coming to Vegas, 
You're coming in. Your trip's enjoyable. Get the STN mobile app. You'll be happy you did. Thanks for doing this, Chuck. Have a great day, bud. All right, boys. You too. Thank you. Injury news and notes coming up next on Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. say you put two half wits together you get a full wit what do you do when you have one and a half wits because Chris Bavona just chimed in Maroon scores the goal last night I went to YouTube I was going to tweet out whatever Maroon <laughs> you know and he chimes right in we get the Bugs Bunny thing going what an imbecile <laughs> let's do the injuries let's do them we'll start in the NBA there's an NBA playoff game tonight Brian for Milwaukee Giannis Antetokounmpo with that knee you just like saying that what? you're very good at it my I won't lie to you. It's a little bit of fun. So last night, for whatever reason, late last night, the Bucks downgraded him to doubtful, and then within the last two hours, they've upgraded him back to a game-time decision. Where their knee is. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, game-time decision now tonight against Phoenix. And for Phoenix, Chris Paul with partially torn ligaments in his right hand. I'm still alive, but I'm very badly injured. He found out about that uh, a few days ago, like a week ago. He's had no issues in practice. He's the he's, favorite to be the MVP in the final. He's probable tonight he'll do it with partially torn ligaments in his right hand. Mm. We'll move to Major League Baseball, Brian. The Los Angeles Angels, Mike Trout with that strained calf. Oh, right now, mommy, daddy button. Is taking batting practice. And in fact, deposited one into the rock pile yesterday in Anaheim. He's expected to be back right after the All-Star break. His teammate, Anthony Rendon, has a hamstring. Doctor said I need a Rendon missed last night's game. He's questionable tonight against Boston. Apparently that one doesn't hurt so much. For Cleveland, <laughs> Eddie Rosario has an abdomen injury. Oh, Caused him to miss some games last week. He aggravated it last night, and Terry Francona says he's likely headed to the IL. Finally, for the White Sox, he has Monty Grandel with a calf. Left the game last night, doubtful tonight against Minnesota. Our boys back, Chris Bavona. Thanks to JP helping us out last week. Chris, it's great to have you back. We've still got some work to do. Tony Neville, the big man, is here in studio from Treasure Island. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, having a great time with you. On the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius 204, coming right back to the Vegas. What a maroon! <laughs> 